Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast. Day two of Toast from Home, TFH. Hey, Claude, how are you doing? Hello, Jacqueline. I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well as well, you know, as well as can be. I am so proud to say that today is brand anniversary. Oh my God, I forgot. Today is a one year anniversary of Bruno coming home to me. And we are just, we're on cloud nine here. Like we definitely woke up with a pep in our step. Like I am just so excited to celebrate this day with Bruno to make him feel really special. Maybe I'll make him like a special dinner of something like with chicken or carrots instead of kibble Ooh, carrots but I'm just really enjoying looking forward to enjoying the day with brew and just reminiscing on the last year and really just going through my camera roll and seeing the evolution of brew it's brew day it's brew day yeah I'm spending the day like on my time hop for real for real oh my god what a special Plus, day I, we did a vlog for Patreon when we got Brew, the, our first oh, week yeah. with Brew. So I'm definitely going to be re-watching that. He was so tiny, tiny, and now he's a big, strong man. Hi, Mr. Tiny Bruno. little Bruno, little tiny man. And of course, he's watching me podcast as he does every single day. He's so supportive of my dreams, and I'm so supportive of his dreams. Whatever he wants, mom's going to make it happen. Like a good son should. Yeah, no, we're we're an unstoppable duo, like humble brown. Truly. Sunny and chair. Um, we have an amazing show for you guys today. It is Thursday. We've got some bleak stories that, you know, nothing a good tangent can't turn around. Don't fret. We've got you covered. We also have a pretty chunky, juicy TV recap because last night was part three of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Reunion. And it was also the second episode of Winter House, which I did watch. And I watched the first episode. And I think we could do a nice little recap on this Bravo experiment. What are your initial thoughts about the experiment just give us the gist of what you're feeling because I'm feeling honestly I'm feeling sad okay so I feel like in terms of casting they did a good job and a bad job I like that they wanted to bring in more people but it does feel like these other people are really um like slipping through the cracks just in terms of the group like they don't feel like this unified unit it feels kind of separate like new people and old castmates no, and honestly, they're so irrelevant that they're actually just taking up space in this house that is not big enough for this group. No, the house is not big enough. It's giving me, like, crazy fucking anxiety, like, watching them all, like, share rooms and bathrooms and closets. It just doesn't look like a premium experience, which is weird because Summer House pretty much always has, like, a really nice house. Yeah, 
No, I agree. I just wanted to know the gist. Like, do you like the show so far or no? Yeah. What's not, I don't think there's anything not to like. Oh, I think I think there is. We'll get into it. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Other than that, how was your day yesterday before we jump right into everything? I don't know. I'm feeling back to like OG quarantine. I don't really remember what I did yesterday. I ate chili and I watched a lot of not TikToks. To, not to call you out, but you are wearing the same shirt that you were wearing yesterday when we recorded. Oh, and also the day before. <laughs> is there a point well, to your, also you, is there a point to what you you're saying i'm just i'm saying it might you know maybe things are a little rough for you right now but you are wearing no i don't i don't really shirt. I, I, your shirt is no, extremely I don't, festive i don't want to skip past what you just said i don't want to skip past what you just said i don't okay, see no, the problem I'll say it again i'll say it i'll say it in plainer terms if you're wearing the same shirt three days in a row maybe you know things aren't going so well I just don't agree, like, at all. Okay. I would then actually argue things are going splendiferously. Wow, you haven't had to leave we your can... house in three days? That's awesome for you. We can agree to disagree on this one, then. I mean, you're just insulting and... the foundation of my entire, like, belief system and brand, Dirty Jeans. Yeah, Dirty Jeans. Fine. No, agree to disagree, and I will Give it a pass because I do love seeing that shirt every single day on FaceTime because it is so festive. She's wearing her spooky, scary skeleton shirt with shivers down your spine. <laughs> and it's the only thing in my life that's actually Halloween themed is looking at this shirt for an hour every day. I'm sorry. I just want to keep going on this point. How do you okay. know that I don't, first of all, only put on this shirt for you when we're podcasting and I wash it in between podcast days? You don't know that. Now, that's not the Here's case, the thing. but you don't Here's know it. I do know that because you have a few shirts that you like to wear during podcasting. We also have, you know, your cold shoulder shirt. I've seen them all. And you would rotate them because who really wants to, like, do the wash every single day? That's also just, like, not um, economical. All I'm saying is that you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And all I'm saying is, fine. I said what I said. We can agree to disagree. I won't press it, especially because you are bringing, you know, all of the um, flavors of Halloween. Spooky vibes. Toastween is, you know, temporarily postponed. We have nothing to live for except for my stupid Target skeleton spooky pajamas. (laughs) We have nothing to live for except for that shirt. I literally wear them year round. I get so much shit when I'm like posting on them on Instagram. I'm like, those are not seasonal. And I'm like, you know what? Now it's so seasonal and I've never been more relevant with my pajamas that I really have to milk it. Fine. See, that's a good answer. Well, that's I, a good answer. You know what? I don't dress for the for the male gaze or the female gaze, okay? Do you just but you dress for the sisterly gaze? No, I dress for the self gaze. I don't care what any of you hookers think. Okay, so we'll take the shirt. Love to see it. And we can jump right in. Are you ready? Do you feel appropriately attacked? Ready, come and find me. I'm not gonna hack out the sun on my side. It's heavy, come and find me. Open for the one and I'm ready, ready. I'm ready. Thank you for that. I don't know how I would have gotten on with my day. You know what? As I was singing it, two things came to mind. One, (laughs) we used to make up so many dances to that song. Like, it was our favorite song as kids. 100%. Then it also really is, like, such a good morning show song. Like, I could just see them, like, playing it 
on the Today Show when like Hoda yes. and Jenna are like drinking their coffee. It's really a great song. It is a great song. That is a good point. It does sound like, you know, the theme song to Good Morning America or So I'm sorry for trying to legitimize our brand, Jackie. I won't do it again. It's okay. Please just don't do it again. (laughs) Such a bitch. (laughs) Okay. Without further ado to do to do. Oh, I didn't even get a a do update. How is the man? The man's just living his best life. He ate my Ritz crackers last night, so he's in trouble. But other (gasps) than that. he's in heaven. Yeah, he's like sleeping off the snack peacefully at my feet right now. At least it was half a sleeve. I did watch your story. You know, someone sent me a message was like, do you ever go to the grocery store? They have sold those mini Ritz cracker sleeves (laughs) for years. And it's true. I never go to the grocery store. I don't live near a grocery store. And I always do delivery. Like, sorry, I'm a working woman who has, you know, a thriving business who doesn't always have time to go to the grocery store. Um, But I guess everyone already knew that Ritz manufactures mini sleeves. It's about half the size of a regular sleeve, which is the perfect snack on the go. Um, I didn't know that. So yes, I'm the last person to know. And no, I never go to the grocery store. I didn't know that either. And just I want to say in your defense, if I may, even though you don't go to the grocery store, even if you did, in New York City, the grocery stores are not the supermarket. Yeah. They have one. If they have Ritz crackers, great. That, then that's they have amazing one that they kind. have those. They really have one kind of everything. They do have like multiple brands, but you don't get like it's not like we get all those Oreo flavors that you guys get at Target. Yeah. We get regular Oreo, we get double stuffed and we get golden and we don't get anything else. And we only get golden if we're really lucky. Right. So there's a difference between the grocery store and the supermarket. And I and I I want to say that those mini Ritz can be found in a supermarket, not the grocery store, because we don't really have space for that in New York City. That's actually a really good point. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) Oh, my God. That song gets stuck in my head anytime I watch Moana with the Miss. Jackie, me too. Please don't. I can't even get into it because I won't be able to get out of it for two weeks. All I can say. Oh, God. I'm taking out my AirPods. I'm taking out my AirPods. For the moon and and away no way. Okay. Without further ado, it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And yes, Jacqueline, today's episode is brought to you by Current, a technology company that lets you manage your money on your phone. Current believes banking should be more accessible and affordable with no surprises and no minimum balances. Their easy-to-use app and debit card gives you flexibility, freedom, and faster access to your money. You can earn points when you swipe with the debit card at eligible merchants that is redeemable for cash back. They also have no fees on over 40,000 in-network all-point ATMs in the U.S. They have helpful spending insights and notifications to track when and where you're spending. They have easy to create savings goals, including ability to round up purchases to save extra change. It's your last chance to be a part of our current giveaway. We've partnered with Current to give away $1,000 to our listeners. Current is going to give away $250 to four listeners of our show. All you have to do is download the Current app and enter code TOAST during sign-up for a chance to win. That's TOAST during sign-up. The giveaway closes soon, November 10th, 2021. So sign up now before it's too late. Download the Current app, sign up in less than two minutes, and enter code TOAST for a chance to win. Visit current.com slash TOAST for the full terms and conditions. Thank you for that, Claudia. I'm so excited about our giveaway. It's a pleasure. Now, our first story is the 2021 American Music Awards nominations are here. And the headline is, I feel old and irrelevant. Jackie, you weren't lying when you said the stories were bleak. American Music Award nominations. Yep. That's dark. And it's, and it's in the top spot. Ooh. 
But I always do like going through nominees for award, for the big award shows. And by the way, American Music Awards, we actually wind up watching because it's usually a pretty good show. Yes. And it just like gives you a sense of, you know, get taking a pulse on the culture. On the so, culture, for sure. I, I was like, you know what? I think Claudia and I could have a lively discussion about this. And I would like to know what was trending this year because it wasn't me. Okay. It wasn't me that was trending. No, I, I could have sure. told you that, though. Okay. <laughs> Calm down. It wasn't you either. <laughs> Okay, the artist of the year. Ariana Grande, BTS, Drake, Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift, The Weeknd. I'm feeling relevant. I know yeah. these people. This is either yeah. Olivia Rodrigo or Taylor Swift. Does this year include folklore? I don't think so. It's probably Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. And so, by the way, uh, Olivia Rodrigo and The Weeknd were leading in nominations, which is pretty cool. Oh, that is them. cool. New Artist of the Year, 24K Golden, Given, Masked Wolf, Olivia Rodrigo, or The Kid Leroy? Ooh, okay. Obviously, it's Olivia Rodrigo with La Kid Leroy. La Kid, I made him French. La Kid Leroy <laughs> in second place. But by the way, have you heard about La Kid? Why do I keep calling him La Kid? The Kid Leroy. You know, he left Scooter Braun. No. Yeah, I thought that was really weird. Interesting. That's very interesting because he has that song with Justin Bieber. Right. Like they scooped him up when he had that one song. So there you go. Oh, can't make a wife out of a hoe. Which was like really popular on TikTok. And they really like made him into like a star. And the Justin Bieber song obviously helped a lot. And now he's not with Scooter Braun. I'm so curious what happened. That is an interesting factoid. Yeah. The collaboration of the year, 24K Golden featuring Ian Dior, Mood, Bad Bunny and Jay Cortez, Dakiti, Chris Brown and Young Thug, Go Crazy, Doja Cat and SZA, Kiss Me More, Justin Bieber and Daniel Caesar on Peaches. Oh, that was a big song. Peaches or SZA. I just can't believe we're still giving award nominations to Chris Brown. Yeah. Like in the day and age of social media cancellations, like how did that one slip through the cracks? Such a big one. Such a big one. Continues to slip through. I'm not sure. Remember when Kendall Jenner was in his music video? That was like a really weird thing for her to do. Mm Mm-hmm. I I couldn't tell you. That was weird. Favorite trending song. Erica Banks, Buss It, Main Skin, Beggin', Megan Thee Stallion, Body, Olivia Rodrigo, Driver's License, Pop Hunna, Adderall. Oh, I mean, anytime Olivia Rodrigo's in a category, it's just like not fair because she really dominated every moment of this year. She really did. So I think she'll be sweeping this year. Yeah. Favorite music video, Silk Sonic, Leave the Door Open, Cardi mm. B Up, Lil Nas, Montero, Olivia Rodrigo, Driver's License, The Weeknd, Save Your Tears. Was there a Driver's License music video? Yeah, I was like, what? I, I think she might not win that category. No, I'm sure there was like a lyric video like on Vivo, but. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not sure. Me neither. I don't really watch a lot of music videos. I don't either, but they really are so, you know, buzzworthy. It gives people, like, something to talk about. No. Because I never really understood the point of them because they're just, like, a waste of money. Yeah, well, it depends. I feel like people use them for different things. Like, I know country artists, like, I've seen a lot of them. They're very generic. They're never, like, they use the same actors and the same wardrobe, the same hats. Um, I think that in, uh, like, in the case of Cardi B or even... Lil Nas, they use it to, like, make a statement, be kind of outrageous, draw more attention to the song. Um, And then people like Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande, they use it to, like, share secret messages. No, and also, like, as an expression of art. Oh, there's always that, too, yeah. And to, like, tell the story 
of the song. Of the song. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I'm not a huge music video girly. No, but sometimes like when I'm sitting in my living room and my like Alexa is in my bedroom, I'll put music on my TV using YouTube and it'll just go on a playlist and I'll end up watching music videos. And I always sit and I'm like, you know what? I should watch more of these. They're little movies. They're fabulous. Mm. What's your favorite music video of all time? Like you could watch a million times over. Oh, I'm put on the spot. I can't I can't think through my whole life like that. Okay, well, there's, Why, okay, yours? let's do, okay. The Wildest Dreams. Oh, my God, Jackie, how the fuck did you know that? Because I listen when you speak. You do. Oh, my God, I should try that. It's, first of all, a gorgeous music video where she looks so sickening. It's set in Africa. It's gorgeous scenery. Scott Eastwood is, like, the the love interest, and all the proceeds went to, like, a wildlife conservatory because she, like, was featuring all the animals and didn't want to exploit them. She, she really thought of everything, and it's, like, this old Hollywood glamour. But is there, like, a music video from your childhood that, like, you remember being, like, hella impacted by? Of course, and it's Candy by Mandy Moore. <gasps> oh, my God, me too! <laughs> no, that was, like, beyond iconic. Oh, my God, like, the skateboarding outside the diner, like, the flip phones, that was The punch really... buggy. <gasps> the punch buggy. Also, mm-hmm. Will Afford, bad. This song was an impact for me, not the music video. Oh, I, I still remember, remember the music, music video. video. They're all wearing, like, underwear, and I couldn't believe, like, people, like, would walk, leave their house like that. Yeah, now look where we're at. No, totally. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, so music videos aren't what they used to be is what I'm trying to say. I hear you. Do you want more nominations or you feel like you got the, you got the temperature? I feel like I got the temperature, to be honest. I feel kind of in the know because obviously like the Ariana Grande, Olivia Rodrigo, I know them. And then some of those TikTok artists like I've definitely heard of. You know, I've heard of 24 Karat Golden. Yeah, and you know the song Mood it's actually like pretty on point it's yeah like, why are you always in, in a, a mood? mood i'm like yeah i'm like i'm not i'm, I'm just being myself um also the song begging yes. is that oh. the tiktok song Beggin'. okay ready jackie you're gonna die do you remember like during quarantine when we all got together and watched eurovision yes that danish band that one is main skin okay they released they a- didn't win danish didn't win well maybe not danish what were they, where were they from italian yeah 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 main skin they're becoming like popular on tiktok and they were just on the kelly clarkson show and the tonight show with jimmy fallon because i think they've they had an original song begging is, is, is already a song it's a cover yes that's what i was gonna say yeah but then they had another song that was theirs um that like went pretty viral on tiktok so they're like kind of blowing up in america which never happens um, it happened for Eurovision. For the last, it happened for the last song Which? for the last Eurovision winners. <gasps> yes, you're with right. With that really depressing song. Yeah, it, see, it's TikTok because TikTok's such an international platform. Yeah, and also well, the girl cool. from two years ago who won from Israel, her song went viral on TikTok too. I said, "Baka bakum, baka bakum, bye." What? Oh, I didn't. I, I cool. She's the Israeli winner. Cool, cool. Okay, well, that's your pop culture update for the day. Now we're going to get into the rest of the stories, what everyone's up to. Next oh, up. I'm sorry. They were not on the Kelly Clarkson show. They were on the Drew Barrymore show. I got confused. The same, but different. Totally. Randall Emmett has filed to decrease child support payments to avoid bankruptcy. Ooh. Randall Emmett's personal legal woes continue to pile up. Before Lala ended their engagement, According to page six, still unconfirmed, but page six is like plowing through with this. They're like, the engagement is over. 
Emmett filed court documents in March requesting to decrease his child support payments to his ex-wife Amber Childers because of his significant debts. In the legal documents obtained by Page Six, the movie producer asked the court to terminate its January order that mandated him to maintain a bank account with a monthly balance of at least $50,000 to fund his children's non-tuition related expenses because he has accumulated at least $500,000 in debt owed to the IRS. If forced to continue making these deposits, Randall will fall deeper and deeper into debt and will be forced to file for bankruptcy, the documents read. So, I mean, it's very possible that this is like a strategic financial move to stop paying child support and he's not actually in debt. But I don't think he would do that because, like, I want to imagine, like, that he loves his kids and that he actually is in financial debt because, honestly, his financials never made sense to me. Yeah, but he's also claiming that Amber had been spending the money from this bank account on luxury items that weren't legitimate expenses for the kids right I mean 50 grand a month for non-tuition expenses doesn't that seem like a lot I mean I don't know I never had a kid I'd have to ask Olivia yeah I don't I it's I don't understand this this setup because it's not 50 grand a month it's like there has to be fifty thousand dollars in this bank account that she can use to spend on things for the kids but they said every month yeah because like it's month like I think he also pays child support Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, well, because non-tuition, so he also has to pay the tuition. Yeah. I don't know. This is confusing, and I do agree that their financials definitely raise questions. Yeah, because there's no doubt he's, like, a successful movie producer. We've seen it. He goes to Ghani. He does all this stuff. What was that movie called with John Travolta? Gotti. Got it. So he definitely works. I just think that they have are, like, constantly spending above their means. Like, I don't know if, like, a low-level movie producer is exclusively flying private. Yeah, and also, like, in order to be a uh, being a producer is an interesting thing. Because in order to be a producer, like, you have to have money. Like, it's just really financing films. It's not the, it's not directing or any, or anything like that. You're just, like, putting your name on it and investing in the film, really. So if most of his investments in the last few years have, haven't popped off, those are bad investments. Yeah, and also sometimes being a producer is like in name only. Like Margot Ashray was a producer on my comedy special because like it's you can some people negotiate it into their deals like they want to be an executive producer on a film. Right, but it means more than just like the credit on the screen. I mean, maybe for like the for you and Margot like that's but she produced your show. No, but I'm saying like when you agree to do a movie, like one of the negotiation things is like, okay, I want X amount of money and I want to be a producer. In the credits, like there's really no job like to be a producer if you're like an actor. I don't know. Maybe you get to sit in some rooms that you wouldn't have been able to if you were just an actor. Maybe, I but a producer's a, not a director. I think there's a little more to it. Like producer's that, that just not a comes director. with having a little more c- control than just being an actor, being subject to whatever they tell you. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Definitely, it's not looking good. No, I know. But, like, you know what? This has been, like, a long time coming. But, you know, I did also think that forever about the Beermans. There have been the people whose finances just never added up to me. But here they are still kicking it, you know? There's so many to be said. There's proof in the pudding. Yeah, no, but their finances do add up. I feel this way about a lot of influencers, too. It's like they're spending a lot of money. But they're also probably just making a lot of money. doesn't mean they're being financially wise or saving, but they're, like, they're making the money that they're spending. With influencers, it doesn't um, confuse me as much because I think if you are an influencer, you know how other people make influence, how, how other influencers make money, whether it's like brand deals, affiliate links, like uh, there's a million ways. But like when you see a celebrity like Randall or even like the Beermans, how do they make money? 
Well, you know how the Beermans make money. I think your thing is like there's nowhere they, they're making as much money as they're spending. But no, but you like, know how they make money. They're they're talent. They're on shows. They are. They're not anymore. No, but when you had these concerns about them. Yeah, I just never thought it was enough to sustain a lifestyle. And I think I'm right about that. I don't know. I feel like maybe they were getting paid more than you thought. No, I'm sure they were getting paid plenty, but like for a family of seven living in a mansion, like nonstop shopping, everything, like indulging life's luxuries 100%, it just doesn't add up. And that's also how I feel about Randall. Yeah. Yeah, we shall see. Anyways, our next story, weirdly, our next two stories are about Chris Evans. Um, is the, the Chris Evans stories that are brought to you by Omaze, do you happen to know? Yeah. Amazing. If you've ever dreamed of having the chance to win awesome prizes, like winning a Tesla, karaoke with Charlie's Theron, or even going to space on Virgin Galactic, then you have to check out Omaze, the new way to give back to charity and have fun while doing it. Here's how Omaze works. You enter for the chance to win something amazing, and at the same time, you can donate to support great causes. It's a fun and easy way for nonprofits to raise money and for you to win big prizes like a multi-million dollar house in Miami. Here's how it works. Go to omaze.com slash toes and select the Miami dream house or a different experience of your choosing. Once you've selected your prize, choose a donation amount from $10 to $150. The more you donate, the more entries you get. Through your donations, Omaze has raised over more than $150 million to support over 350 nonprofits around the world. They were named the Fast Company's 2020 Most Innovative Company and featured on Good Morning America, The Today Show, and Stephen Colbert. Everyone deserves a chance to live their dreams, and with Omaze, extraordinary prizes are within reach for everyone. Enter today for your chance to win the Miami Dream House or other life-changing prizes and experiences at omaze.com slash toast plus receive 20 extra entries when you enter code toast 20 that's o-m-a-z-e dot com slash toast and that code is toast 20 thank you claudia our first chris evans story fans think chris evans's instagram story holds a clue about his rumored romance with selena gomez so this has been floating around the universe and People are speculating that Chris Evans and Selena Gomez are together. Fans continue to comb through their social media profiles for a clue that they're dating. And while there's no solid evidence thus far, some people think that his recent Instagram story is their most solid lead yet. In the brief clip, it's light at best. Okay, it's thin. His in the brief clip captioned "Rainy Day Activities." The Marvel star plays the piano. It's an innocent enough Instagram story, but some noticed that there was a brunette's reflection in the lower left corner of the video. Earlier this month, though, Chris and Selena's followers started speculating that they could be dating or hanging out after they noticed that he was following the pop star. Okay. Let's talk about this specific instance. While I did see it, the reflection was so small and so obscure and didn't move. Like, people's hair moves. Like... I don't think that was it, but I do think there could be some possibility of these two dating, and I just want to say how here for it I am, because ever since Only Murders in the Building, like, I'm a really big Selena Gomez fan. Agreed, agreed, and agreed. Those are my thoughts as well. Maybe he followed her, though, because he's also a big fan of Only Murders in the Building, you know, because she was very top of mind recently, but if I were Chris Evans and I was watching a show and I was enjoying the show and the leading lady was single and cute, available... I would follow her, I would message her, and I would I would play piano for her. And there is a video of um, Selena Gomez being asked, like, a few years ago, like, who your celebrity crush is, and she did say Chris Evans. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's oh really cute. Okay, so, so I think they're, like, they, they're married. No, me too, and you know what? I'm so happy for them and their future children. 
No, this is I ship so hard. I know it's premature. I know, I know. we don't have a lot to to lean on, but I am I'm buying a ship. I think it's really cute. Also, like did you know it rained in LA yesterday? Because um every fucking single person <laughs> Every person, like, oh, it's the rain. Like, oh, my God, get over it. It rains everywhere. Like, you think you're so fucking special? It was everywhere. Every time it rains in L.A. And it's really, like, I want to say twice a year where yeah. it's, like, a really rainy day. Like, all the influencers have something to say about it. It's so uninspired. And, of course, Tom Sandoval had something to say about it. Speaking of uninspired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and also our next story, also about Chris Evans, is that he is starring as Buzz Lightyear in a Toy Story spinoff, a Buzz Lightyear origin story. The trailer just dropped. Pixar just released the first trailer for this highly anticipated spinoff with Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear. That's actually a really a cute casting. It's a cute casting. It's a cute idea for a movie. Like, obviously, you know, they they squeezed out four Toy Stories. I was and just it was thinking still that. It's like enough. so successful. No, but like, they don't know... They don't know how to stop themselves. Yeah. So like until something is a c- abject failure and even still they might squeeze more keep out going. of it. But like especially if it's a success like they're just going to keep going. So now we're getting a Buzz Lightyear origin story which is cute because Buzz has a lot going on you know to infinity and beyond that. Oh, that's endless possibilities of things that Buzz is up to. So fucking true. But you know what when I think of Buzz you know who I really feel like he looks like? Who? Chris Pratt. Like the square head. I don't see it. I'm staring at Buzz right now. Let me he's see. Got, like, he's got a big chin. He does. He's not giving me Chris Pratt vibes. He's too. Chris, he's too angular. No, I stand by Chris Pratt. Or honestly, Kevin James. Yeah. No, but I'm liking Chris Evans. Same. Even though it's not. I don't think it's live action. It's, oh, so it's just a voice. It's just a voice. Oh, right. This is cartoons. Duh. Okay. Cute. Really cute. Cute for the campers. Like, this is just some good, wholesome space content for them. And Toy Story gets to live on. And you know what? Toy Story is such a beautiful story. You should talk to Ben Zoffer about it. He'll start crying. Like, he really feels like those movies, like, defined him as a child. And I think a lot of kids feel that way. I'm not one of those kids. No, I could have told you that. I just want to let you guys know in case you were confused. What Disney, like, Pixar movies do you, like, do personally resonate with you? Well, Pixar is tough because it, it wasn't really a huge part of our chi- like of our early childhood. Do you know That's what I mean? True. Like it, That's it true. It was a bit later in life. So, I don't know. Honestly, Inside Out is still never, one. I didn't <gasps> see it. Jackie. I know. You guys always tell me, but it's just never the right time. Well, you know what? You're pregnant. You're going to love it. It's so sweet. Oh, my God. You have to watch it. Okay, maybe Brew and I will watch it for Brown anniversary. Yes. Would Brew like it? Are there animals? Uh, yes. Uh, the clown. The elephant. What's his name, you guys? With a B. Whatever. You'll love him. Okay. Okay. I'll give it a shot. It's a gorgeous film with a gorgeous message. Gorgeous. Are you ready for our fifth and final story that's a little more content news? Sure. Netflix has debuted Inventing Anna First Look. <gasps> Yeah. Oh my god, so, this took such a long time. I know, and I know, and everyone was tagging me in it, and I just feel like what I have to say is 
going to be a disappointment. But Netflix debuted a first look at Inventing Anna, Shonda Rhimes' new limited series set to premiere in 2022. Inspired by the New York Magazine article, How Anna Delvey Tricked New York's Party People, the series follows Vivian Kent, a journalist investigating the case of Anna Delvey, who was played by Julia Gardner, the German heiress and Instagram celebrity who broke into New York's social scene to make friends and then steal their money. Who the plays Anna? just dropped Julia Gardner. Oh, I thought she played the reporter. No, the reporter's Anna Chlumsky. Oh, I love her. And she's from Veep. From Veep, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know you're not. I know you're going to say like you're not into it. It's been too long. I'm sorry. This is a story that will truly never get old. It's a tale as old as time. So that's. I wasn't going to say it's been too long. I was going to say this story is old to me. Like I read all the articles, and there were so many like you know little docu series about Anna Delvey, and it just is played out. You know they did too much and then this one came along too late i'm it's just oversaturated for I, me i, I totally disagree it. if it gets good reviews and stuff i might still watch it but i'm just like she's not that interesting so i didn't watch any of the i didn't even know there were other series like i've been waiting for the netflix one it's shonda rhimes right yeah this like, is only scripted one this is the first scripted one that looks but I feel so like good but that's like if i saw if if a movie came out a scripted movie came out about fire festival i would say i'm good on fire festival like i don't we we watched the two documentaries like we squeezed everything out of it that we could i don't need a show about it with fire festival yes i don't feel like anna delvey is even close to having gotten the exposure in terms of i feel series i feel that I feel I that it's the same as Fire Festival for me. And just because maybe I, I saw like an episode of American Greed and it was just like not. It, the story like sounds more crazy and glamorous than it is. I think that when they script it and film it, I think it will have that glamour, that element, that deception. Like, I think it's going to be great. I'm very excited. Okay, cool. I'm is that the girl from you. Ozark? She, yeah. And she's from the show that Dana really likes. Oh, that one. That's no, it's um no, and every like it won so many awards. Killing Eve. Ah, uh, right. I don't know. I don't know, you guys. I give up. I, maybe not. She's from Ozark, though. Yes, and maybe not Killing Eve. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Those were the past five stories, and if you know them now, you're bet you're neither better off nor worse off. For no, you it. know what? If you know them now, you know them. <laughs> how true is that beyond true constantly spitting facts over here okay let's get into our tv recap yes what do you want to start with i would like to start in the order that i watched it real housewives of beverly hills which is brought to you by bruce the official electric toothbrush of the morning toast and if you don't have a brutadouche on the bruniversary what the fuck are you doing okay bruce is the best electric toothbrush let me tell you why one if you're looking to go electric, which you definitely should, it's just a way better brush for your gums, your teeth, your tongue. Some of them can some of them can cost over $200, which is just unbelievably unreasonable in my humble opinion, and the brush works amazing and it's super affordable it has six unique modes that customize your brushing experience their battery life lasts four weeks it comes with a magnetic charging stand a compact travel case so that four-week battery life will last you a vacation like if you're leaving you don't have to bring the equipment with you it's really fabulous it also looks amazing it has this very tesla magnetic energy you're gonna love the way it looks i guarantee it they also offer a subscription program 
Never forget to change your brush head again. They'll ship you a new replacement head every six months, so you're never stuck using a worn-down brush head. Their sleek design has a modern, aesthetically pleasing design. It comes in trend-driven seasonal colors, and it looks great on your bathroom counter. If you want to get $15 off your Bruch toothbrush kit and the refill plan, use promo code TOAST at bruch.com slash toast. That's $15 off using promo code TOAST at B-R-U-U-S-H dot com slash toast. Okay, part three of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Reunion. I do feel like if there was ever a part that we didn't need, it was probably last night's. It was just so funny how they're going in and out of the serious Erica conversation, which, by the way, I said this last week when you weren't here. I appreciate the fact that they're sprinkling in Erica stuff among the other stuff, and we don't just have to wait for part four for all of it. So I do appreciate that, but it is so weird to, like, have a heavy conversation about Erica and then go into, like, Crystal's package of being a new housewife and how she, like, you know, and stuff that usually happens in episode one of the reunion. Well, you know what's interesting is that they they did not film it in the way that we are seeing it. It's very clear all the Erica stuff was was at once because you can see Garcelle's ear cuff fell off and during all the Erica stuff her ear cuff is down and then during all the other stuff which was obviously prior her ear cuff is back on wow I mean Carmen Sandiego did you figure that I did I figured I didn't even see it I figured it all out by myself because also that just it makes no sense how they're if they filmed it this way it would have made no sense because there's like fluid conversations happening Yes. Okay, so that does make me feel better for the continuity of the conversation. Just watching it, it is a little weird that it's part three and we're just introducing Crystal. But I'm grateful that we didn't have to sit through three episodes of torture no, I, only to I, get no, to the fourth. I agree. I agree. I So I'm here for the way that it's going. And, and also, it's like every time we finish an Erica conversation, it's like that wasn't the whole thing. We're, there's more to come, you yeah. know. And even last night, I felt like, you know, like Andy said, he fired up the grill. But next week is part four. I think it's even crazier. So let's start with Erica because, you know, she's really the meat and potatoes of this whole thing. If last week I would have given her an A plus, I would have. I think this week I would give her a B plus because less of what she said landed. There were a few things that didn't make sense. That didn't, yeah, that didn't make sense, but also that she couldn't drive home. And it's really this thing about, like, the victims that's just not landing yeah. for people. And also this whole thing about, like, she has been acting like a victim, which the women said, like, that she was. And she was like, no, I'm not. But, like, even at that dinner during the season when she was like, look at look my at life. Look at my life. Right. And it's like, yes, your life is in disarray, but look at the lives of someone who lost everything and didn't even get the money that they were owed. Right, like they brought up the conversation of her victimizing herself and her response was, I'm not victimizing myself and then continued to victimize herself. She's like, my life has been turned upside down. I'm like, is that you being a victim again? I know, but it's also like true. So yes. I'm, I'm just like struggling. So I just I just don't think it came off 100% like some of the other things that she buttoned up pretty nicely so far. What's really still getting at me is this unattainable, unreasonable standard she's holding these women to. Like, I think the fact that no one's allowed to ask a question without being lashed out at how she's literally going to remember forever that dinner that Kyle and Dorit had. Like, I just feel like it's so unfair. Like, and that's what Kyle was saying. Like, can you just for one second, like, just understand, like, we were also put in a really, like, weird, bad position because either, like, we're going to be bad friends to you or you're a fucking criminal who ruined the lives of millions of people and stole their money. Like... How do you know how to handle that? And I, I, I actually agreed with what Kyle said. And I just feel like the lack of even like flexi- like the smallest ounce of flexibility that Erica has for these women is so frustrating. I agree. I think it's, it's highly unreasonable. I think 
considering everything, they've been extremely supportive. Yes. And it's still not enough. And, and you know, Sutton has become, like, the villain in this story for Erica. And all she did was ask a question. She never, like, cast judgment, really, or said what she thought. She just was asking questions, which I think is a very reasonable thing for the women to do, even if at the end of the day, Erica is completely innocent. Like, yeah. yes, you are innocent and you're a good person, but you married a monster. And that has just some consequences of, of some questions we're going to ask you about, like, what did you know and when did you know it? Also, the timing of your divorce filing is extremely suspicious. Yeah. And you have yet to explain that adequately. But also, I think what Erica was trying to say to the women was, obviously, there's things that she can't say on the show. And she really can't express too much sympathy for the victims because then she is... Admitting admitting that they that this happened you know right. and she's also named in the lawsuits with Tom so she is on track like so it's it's a tough spot for her to be in and I get that but I think when she's not filming the show and she's just talking to the women she's able to say more mm-hmm. so what she was trying to say is like you could come to me and ask me off camera yeah. but she can't say she's just she's caught in a tough place definitely I just and I think most people wouldn't be able to talk their way out of it. But up until this point, she had been doing a good job. I think last night was a, a couple. I think it was an down. unflattering episode for her, for sure. It it was, but still, overall, for the reunion, I would say for her is in the in the plus column. She is doing a good job, and she's there, and she's answering questions, and she's not. And even Hiding. when they said like, "Why are you still doing the show?" I thought she was going to say like, "You know, I, I need the money. I've got yeah. bills." But she was like, "Because I have nothing to hide," and which I, I do respect. I, I thought that was, you know, another really good answer. Yeah, that's true. I mean, all in all, I just really don't know where to land because at the end of the day, do I think Erica knew about all this? Honestly, no. Um, Do I hate the way she's handled this entire situation? Yes. And do I just feel like it's she's being extremely unfair to the women? Yes. Yep, I would agree with all of those things. And it just makes me like dread upcoming seasons because she's never gonna let it go have a door a, a open heart towards Sutton ever again like they can't be on the same show no I feel like she's forward. so vengeful I don't think she's ever gonna have an open heart towards Dorit or Kyle either like I think she's so mad about that dinner and especially because they were so close yeah I think she'll I think she'll forgive them I think she I think that she will, but I think, again, Sutton's just an easy target. Mm-hmm. And if she can pin all of her anger on Sutton, she's never going to forgive her. Yeah. Um, and then Winter House. So mm-hmm. I watched the first and second episode last night. I have to say, as a concept, I do think this is a really good idea for a show. Like, mixing, you know, the East Coast, the Charlotte, uh, Charleston people. I thought they did a good job of choosing people from Summer House and people from um, Southern Charm. Um, and then these new people, I actually really think it's like a good way of doing it. Like Paige's friend, Julia, knows all these people. She knows Gabby. She knows Jason. Um, but where I'm struggling with, it's maybe it's only because the second episode is like there's no cohesion in the group. I feel like the Gabby and Jason show is like a we're like they're on a totally different show. And Luke is on a Luke, third show. Luke, oh, he's, he's on another I, planet. I thought that he was like him and Gabby were vibing. And then he's like building her this igloo. And she's like, oh, my God, for me. And he's like, who? So his stupid. confessional was so weird I mean I don't watch Summer House so I don't know if he's like a big weirdo that is his I'm vibe assu- I'm assuming that he is but it's just like so random I was not here I was not here for it and, and also I just want to say about the casting it's like okay so Paige brought Julia and then Julia brought 
three friends who Paige doesn't know. That's two degrees of separation. It's too mm. far. It should have been Paige brought a friend, Sierra brought a friend, even like Austin and Craig could have brought one friend because when Julia wasn't there the first day, like these are actual strangers and they're only in the house for 17 days total. Now we're, it's only 12. 12 days left. That's not enough time to like become, you know, a Jersey Shore family. And also the way that they're airing the show, it's like every day, it's like 13 days left of vacation, 12 days. It's like, why is this a countdown? We're just waiting for it to be over. It should be like day four, day five. I just totally. thought that was a really weird thing. Well, you know, what really got to me was the rooming situation. I feel like we come across this issue all the time on Bravo shows. And I've always felt on Summer House, like, I get that Kyle and Amanda are a couple. Like, I get it. But it isn't fair that every summer they get the master bedroom. And, like, honestly, I would be annoyed if I was Paige, too. And I don't think that Paige, like, I thought she handled it perfectly. Like, oh, you're, you're two people? We'll do. We'll be two people. Like, it's totally fair. And I yeah. think Amanda knows that. And I think Kyle's reaction was so insane. So insane. And also, he's so stupid. There were so many nice rooms yep. in the house. There was actually only two bad rooms and because you couldn't just take like you okay you didn't get first place you'll get second place you got last place he's totally and he's stupid. blaming amanda and also it's not as if kyle and amanda are the sort of couple that you know they're like grandma and grandpa they're gonna go to bed early they're gonna be in the room a lot they need right. their privacy he sleeps on the couch he destroys property he's up in the living room all night you know when he kicked the box of of beers and the glasses broke i'm sorry that person doesn't deserve the nicest room in the house like the way that you treat the house also should reflect which room you get and 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 for that you get basement level and then when they did a little flashback to kyle's 38th birthday party it really put into perspective for me that this is an almost 40 year old man who's throwing boxes of beer around the house and crying that he didn't get the room he wanted and that's when I started to just take like a a step back at the show like at a glance and feeling like you know and that's also how I felt when when I realized like Tom Sandoval is out here like acting so silly and he's almost 42 it's like we Tom Sandoval's in his 40s he's almost 40 I believe Oh, I'm sorry. You uh, you said almost 42, and I was like, oh, 40, comma, two. Okay, thank you for the clarification. Let me just Google how old he is. I don't want to miss. No, he's definitely not 40 because I remember when like Jax is. 40. He's 38. Okay. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Perfect. So these are two grown men who are almost 40, like acting like children, and it was just like that's the weird thing about Bravo. These shows are on for so long, like they age out a little bit, and you can't really keep acting like that. No. Kyle's age has been glaring for me because I don't watch Summer House also and then in the first episode they showed us like the flashback to his birthday party did a quick math he's turning 40 this year and I was like it's no from me this this behavior now let's talk about the positives because I think that like Paige and Sierra are two of like the coolest girls I've ever really seen in my life and I'm so happy that they got the room that they wanted I'm so glad they're both connecting I'm really team Austin for Sierra but like the I don't even want Austin to really entertain the Lindsay thing because Sierra doesn't deserve that I agree question for you are Paige and Sierra not that close on Summer House? Because they're like two peas in a pod. Sierra's like relatively new. And so like it was always Paige and Hannah, Paige and Hannah, Paige and Hannah, Paige and Hannah. And obviously there's no Hannah now. So Paige is really close with Amanda and she's really close with Sierra now. But like things are shifting. This is a transitional period. Okay, so this is a new dynamic. Relatively. Like they were close, but not like besties, let's share a bed. Got it. Okay, yeah, no, they're really cute. And the outfits have been so on point. But it's Ooh. just like... The house is not worthy of the outfits. And not even because the house isn't nice. The house is lovely. The way that the, they treat the house. Like, yeah. they're just like, she's in, the, they're all in like these cutest, like furry moon boot outfits. Like, 
in a puddle of beer on the wooden floor. Like No, it's disgusting. It's, just, it's like hurting me. Yeah. The house is hurting me. The house is hurting me too. They're treating it like trash. But I do love Austin and Craig. You know what's so interesting is like, I don't even feel like Craig and Paige are going to like hook up on this no, trip. I think they connect they after. Don't. They do, yes, that's what I was saying last week. I really only started watching the show because I was like, oh my God, I ship Paige and Craig. Let me see where their love story begins. And there's no love story. Even in, you know, you see the whole season, the previews for the season. These two like never even talk to each other it's in a really romantic funny. way. It's really funny. I'm I'm enjoying the the southern charm of it all and I really do think that Austin and Sierra are a good couple. I kind of I have this like love for Lindsay Hubbard. She's so messy and she really makes like the show go around especially on some of like the the more boring moments of Summer House. Um but I do not want her with Austin. Like I Austin is reserved for Sierra in my mind. Yeah. Austin and Craig are really funny and cute. And I feel like on Southern Charm, it's always like, why are these girls always like so crazy about Austin and Craig? And it's like, no matter where they go, like people are just drawn to them. I think they're just, well, Andy on Watch What Happens Live had a poll last night. Is Austin, you know, attractive because of his personality or his height? I was going to say it's literally because he's tall. It's because they're both tall, but but like they just get along with everyone. I don't know. They, I think it's also personality. People just really like them. Totally. Jackie, do you remember when Austin came to my song release party? He was literally taller than everyone there. And like, he really is this like overwhelming like presence. That is so funny. You were struck by Austin's Cupid's bow as well. A hundred percent. That's Because I was thinking like if also, I was in the house, like who would I want to like be with? And I'm like, totally Austin. Yeah. Austin or Craig for sure. Um, Lindsay is very akin to Madison energy. Yes. You know, so I I feel like, I feel like that's why he's like, feels this pull towards it. But he's also like thinking with his head and he's like, I think, you know, Sierra is a better choice for me. And also I texted you this last night, but I just need to share my call with the group. Um, now that I've watched two episodes of Winter House and I'm getting to know Kyle more, Kyle is the Tom Sandoval yes. of Summer House. Yes. I mean, not to the same extreme degree, but just like main character doing his like own crazy thing, just like extremely extra while like Wigs. everyone else is. Yeah, wi- like. I, no. yeah. And I just love Amanda for like literally acknowledging when he's being so fucking annoying and she's just like, um, I have to get out of here. She's not even going to talk to him about why he's being annoying. It's just like better to leave. It's really so true and she is a very good model for like you could be in a relationship, you can be engaged and you can also be like with your friends, one of the girls having a good time. Like it does, it's not, it's not the end all. Like yeah. oh, now that you're wifed up, you're just like no longer going to be with like your friends, you're going to do whatever. Like whenever he wants to go do his like snow biking and stuff, like great, she does what she wants. They're, they're actually make a lot of sense as a couple and they're very cute. Well, so the interesting thing is, is like when you watch Summer House, like the whole social dynamic of the group and just like the whole house is really centered around Kyle and Amanda. That's why it's not as glaring like when they get the master bedroom. Like it's just really like they're the center of the show. And I feel like that's really not happening now. Like I think everyone, the viewers and also just like the people in the house are really drawn to like um, Craig and Austin. And I don't think Amanda's bothered by it, but I do think it's bothering Kyle. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that was the case. And that is very true. I'm like. It's like always the Kyle show at Summer House. And like now it's like who? Like show me Austin. Yeah, I I agree. And then then there's the new guy. So next week looks pretty crazy with Paige and Andrea. Yeah. I like the thing is, is like 
guys who look like Andrea, like, I couldn't be less, like, into. Like, they're just, they're so, like, not Jewish looking. I like, like, chubby, curly hair. Like, so, like, I don't understand the Andrea appeal at all. Yeah. <laughs> but I respect Paige's decision. Knowing that, I, like, currently she's with Craig, this is just the journey she had to take. Yes, I agree. And just even when, like, Paige and Craig are standing next to each other in the winter house, I'm just, like, looking for Oh, but by the way, the signs. I totally forgot Craig was dating that girl from Southern Charm, Natalie. Yeah, so that also makes sense. as to It's not like they saw each other in the house and, like, were like, nah, and they were just, like, they went and did other he things wasn't first, available. and then they found each other. He wasn't available. She wasn't looking at him like that. It all makes sense. I just like I want the reality show of them getting together and falling in love. Totally, but like when Is he said he had a girlfriend and he was like calling her, I totally forgot about that girl he went on the picnic with. No, it was really disappointing to understand <laughs> that like they're not. It getting wasn't happening. On this show, move on. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so all in all, it's like fun and cute. I we're episode two and we're already at day five of seventeen. I feel like there can be more than like six or seven episodes. No, yeah, I would say six max. Yeah, which is like a cute idea. Um, Bravo, like you know what? It's chaos. It's chaos in there. But if you think about it, Jackie, like all these Bravo shows, like Bravo's getting into this like really stale routine. Like Vanderpump Rules, all the housewives, like they're all just getting so old, so stale, like so uninspired. And like this is something different that Bravo did, and it's good. It's not great, but it's good. And they need to keep doing more shit like this. Like different. They need to evolve. Okay, I hear you, and I appreciate your optimism, but I actually think it's like, I I like the show, it's fine, but it's more of the stale same stuff. Like, what they need is new show, new good shows yeah. with, like, new people. Yeah. I don't know what they You know, because this just felt like some, like, Jersey Shore yeah. knockoff. Oh my god, they drink people. so much. The, the drinking was really stressing me out and like waking up and just like having a glass of wine it's madness over there it's madness and you saw when they, when they opened the fridge you saw inside the fridge no i didn't what was in it, it claudia it was madness <laughs> like of course like there's 12 people in the house and they only have one fridge the kitchen's not very big right it was like there wasn't a pocket of air in that fridge like lettuce hanging from every shelf <laughs> I'm crying. You should go look at it. I will. And also like then like Tupperwares of leftovers. I'm grateful for Julia that she's like cooking mushroom pasta that they're getting their vegetables. Yeah. Like I'm really worried. I'm worried about this group. Oh my God. That's so funny. This conversation is actually making me really hungry. Ooh, what are you going to eat today? I have so much leftover chili from the vat I made two nights ago and I have to eat it before it goes bad. I had it for lunch and dinner yesterday. I'm going to have it for lunch and dinner again today and I'm running out of Fritos. Oh, I have. I wish I could just, you know, toss them over to you. I know. If only we lived in the I same building. I might make building. a chili today. I've got some turkey defrosting. But then the thing is, I make a chili. Like, the recipe I follow, like, is serve six. And I don't know. I'm never going to, like, cut it in half. Okay, so I got, I, 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 I went to the butcher. Well, I ordered from the butcher. And I always ask them to give me ground beef packed in one pound packs. So that- That's what I do, too. Okay, so I got six pounds. No, sorry. 12 pounds, because like, I like to freeze them, and then I never have to do it again. Oh, you're, I get two at a time. Okay, Jackie, they sent me two packs, six pounds each. <laughs> Wait, so, so how do you even defrost it? It came... No, I just have to do it all at once. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was... Stop. Just please... I made six pounds of meat in my chili. Stop. That's why oh I have God, so much. Stop. Oh, my God. Mine is one pound of meat, and it serves six. So you're serving 36 people with your chili. Literally. I'm going to be eating chili till I'm dead. 
That is the craziest thing. I guess like because you if you're unfreezing it, you can't separate it before you no. unfreeze it. That's why so you have to ask can, for them to pack it separately. Right, which is what I do. But even I don't even want to make one whole pound of chili. That's too much for just me. What? So... Be- no, because every time I make chili, I have a lot of leftovers because like Zach, you know, pretends to eat it and doesn't. It's really fucking hurtful. Yeah. And um, except I know that it's good chili because I made it for all of my friends and there wasn't a drop left. We believe you. And what? We believe you. You've made strides Thanks. since the. Uh, oh, and by the way, I just want everyone to know there will be another chili cook off happening um, by the end of the year. So Relatively stay soon. Tuned. Stay tuned for that. But. I always just have way too much and I never wind up finishing it. So I kind of want to make half of the recipe. And maybe I could use the other half of meat for like turkey meatballs. Yeah. That would be, you know, a nice way to get through the day. Yeah. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Okay, my AirPods are going to die. Me too. All right, well, just in time. (laughs) That is our show, you guys. We hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. Wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day. And if you're still here, please go drop an emoji on our most recent Instagram. Um, How about you drop an emoji of... The skeleton. The skeleton, because it's spooky, scary skeleton season. Have an amazing day, guys, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.